Discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. I'm Lucas Tiamore, and I'm actually in the studio this week. Lucas is in the studio! <laughs> what the heck? Oh, my goodness. I... After we explain that... Oh, and we also have uh, Sarah. You want to sit down and chat with us for a bit? Yeah, you should. Sure. Okay, so Sarah is, uh, has a show coming up on Radio Free Brooklyn starting on July 11th. It is called So Far Away. We're very excited to have you join the station. Yeah, thank you for the warm invite. <laughs> sure. So tell us a little bit about what this show is and a little bit about you and why people should listen. Uh, okay, so this show features music from Southeast Asia, which is where I'm from. Oh, um, wow. And yeah, music um, around East Asia because um, I, I don't think events over there get very far reach. Yeah, so just oh. sharing music from there. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a song title that you might be playing on your show? Oh, I've been listening to this song um, by 800 Cherries. It's called BBVU. And apparently it's from, I think, um, the late 90s. Yeah, it's a Japanese band. And that song makes me so happy. What's yeah. it called? Um, B, B dot B dot V dot U. Yeah. By 800 cherries yeah I think I have found it yay yeah alright so so we're gonna give that a listen in a, mm-hmm. in a couple of minutes um, mm-hmm. how did you find out about Radio Free Brooklyn oh I found out through um, my friend's girlfriend who actually is a host here yeah um, I think her name is AJ um, her show is called Never Too Much. So she introduced me to this uh, organization and I thought, oh, this is pretty cool because we, we didn't have a big radio culture back in Singapore. Um, but I remember I used to listen to radio growing up and I would call into the shows yeah. <laughs> to request for songs. So that's a nice memory to, you know, relieve and be part of. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, radio was big in my household when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and um, I remember, I remember uh, there was the ninety nine X was a radio station in the area, and they had this promotion where if you answered the phone by going ninety nine X is my favorite radio station, then you could win <laughs> prizes and stuff like that. And I was yeah. just a kid; I didn't know that you had to like register and Maybe. you know that that they had to know your phone number. So it's like any time an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent would call, I just answer 99x is my favorite radio station hello can i speak to bonnie (laughs) radio was also very very important growing up in my household and Mm -hmm. um for my siblings and i it was much more like music radio but um like for my dad he was a really big 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 talk radio um fan and i would actually like start to get upset like i so i was raised on a lot of talk radio and like um forced like forced to be raised on it like and i'd be like i'd be like i don't want to listen to any more talk radio and so it's really <laughs> interesting that i ended up like gravitating towards it because i ended up like yeah gravitating towards the thing that i'd get so annoyed at but i know <laughs> but i think it was just that like it wasn't good talk radio was the problem they didn't talk about their butts enough no <laughs> 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 but yeah no um and like but i remember my, my siblings thought they were kind of cooler than i because like i didn't do college radio and they did but now but now i have my own radio show and they don't 
we were, talking, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we, were, we were talking a bit about our butts before the show, but uh, I'm not going to get into that right now. I don't know how comfortable Sarah is about that kind of talk. <laughs> but what I am we don't want to scare. We have, this, we have your song uh, queued up to go. Do you want to uh, introduce it as if you were introducing it for your show? We'll get a little. Oh wow! Um, I'm not preview. ready for this. <laughs> okay. I just found it on Spotify one day. I'm like, I love it. Yeah. That's a good intro. <laughs>
That was BBBU by 800 Cherries. A little preview of what you can hear on Sarah's show, So Far Away, starting July 11th at 5 p.m. here on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening right now to Our Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Lucas is here. So, oh, my God. Last night, Gary, he got he was like, I don't know if I should have said his name, whatever. He was like, he was like, you call everyone babe. And it's just really insulting because like I'm I'm your babe, but you're calling everyone babe. You're calling Francis babe. You're calling anyone babe. And I'm like, I call my mom babe accidentally sometimes. And I was like, yeah. You got a lot of you got a lot of babes in your life, babe. <laughs> babe is not even an emotional term. I call people I don't fuck babe. Babe is just like a, it's just a term. It's just like that's a, just part of my vocabulary. Not for me. For me, that's that's for someone I'm intimate with. <laughs> So then I called him daddy. Make it better. <laughs> well, you, never mind. I, I know I didn't tell him that I called you daddy. Dear. So if you're a regular listener. Then you call me daddy. Then the compromise we came up with was that uh, Lucas was going to call into the show until he was able to actually make it to the studio. But here you are in the studio. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. You know, I never, you, I, I, and, and this train's almost fucking me because I go to my app to see like what trains are running. Cause every weekend there's always a problem coming from park slope. So, you know, you have to figure out which trains you can take, you know? Um, and they were like saying canceled, like, and like on the, on the app, they were like, the trains are canceled for hours. Like not, not like running late. They just said canceled. And like, I was like, what the fuck? But they ended up coming. Planned schedule changes. I checked that several times before I. I, I check it like even the minute MTA. before. I'm like, I'm right. like, I keep checking it. I'm Maybe like, what? Fucking... Nah, please, please tell me what's going the fuck on. It's not as bad like going to work on like during the week and like regular business hours. Like then it like usually kind of like works the train, but then there's a lot of people on there. And that fucking freaks me out. Here's something we did not get to last week. Because uh, when I got to it, you had left phone, and I know you have something to say about it. Cisgender is not a slur. Okay, well, my thing is like, cis is a Latin term, and trans is a Latin term, and we cannot start banning Latin terms. Okay, that would be like very uneducated of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to ba- like, oh, let's ban Latin words now. Let's like. The fuck? Like, so what cis means is on the same side. And trans means on the other side. I I don't know this, but is Latin, isn't that one of the root languages of English? It is. Okay. (laughs) I just want to make sure. And so now we're like, like, it's very uneducated of us to ban Latin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so it's just like, um, you know, it's, um, it just means cis means on the same side. So I don't know why it's a slur. <laughs> well, it's because someone like Elon Musk, you know, he's probably around my age. It's Elon Musk and it's um it's it's um Harry Potter bitch, but I still like I still feel I feel kind of bad for her because she's kind of so old that you can't even like you just She's like, like my age. <laughs> We're talking about people who are my age, okay? She's just kind of like confused. Like and, I, just, I just like I just want to like pat her on the back and be like, all right. And if I can take the time, because when I was first called cisgender, well, you also said it was. You also said to me the other day, you were like, well, I was a little offended too. Yeah, when I first <laughs> when it first came out, and the first time someone called me cisgendered, one, it sounded like the word sissy, which I which you have been called, which I have been called. Yeah. 
And now I embrace it. Yeah, fuck it. Sometimes I'm a sissy and I like it. And, I, and sissies are cute as all hell. But sissy fag bitch. Sissy fag bitch. Finally. <laughs> Remember no, that? No, you're not really a bitch. Sometimes you are a bitch to me, though. And <laughs> and we'll, we'll get back to that if we want. And and uh, and I was taken aback. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just I'm a guy. You know, what what do you what are you putting this label on me? For? I do believe it's implied. Then, I do believe this is implied, and I don't think we need to use it very often. I don't think we need to use it very often. It's implied. Like people are not assuming you're you're like unless you're like not pa- like, people assume you're cis. If it is said as an insult, I will take it as an insult. But if it is said as a way of identifying me separate from how you I would identify yourself. I think we need terms yourself, like that because... Then I'm fine with it. Because, like, so, like some of my friends, like, the, the guy I was hanging out with last night, he's, like, very, very, very... He's trans. He looks just like a guy. Like, he doesn't have... There's no identifying factors of him being trans. He might have to say, I'm not cisgender for his safety because if he gets into bed with somebody and then doesn't have a dick, people are going to be upset. They shouldn't be, but they are. You know what I mean? And so I think we do need these terms because, we, you know, we need to be able to clarify for people. And we need these terms mostly because of cis people. Because trans well, people is- don't really need you to identify if, they're tra- if you're trans or cis. The trans people usually are not like, oh, I can't fuck a cis person or I can't fuck a trans person. You know, usually that doesn't happen in the trans community. So it's the cis people who need to know that we're trans so that you don't fuck us accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Calvin, unless how's you been? Hey. Yeah, unless you want to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good. It's the weekend. I'm not in New Jersey. I feel great. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, I would like to uh, go ahead. Oh, I uh, got a chance to meet Sarah downstairs, and uh, I heard. great. <laughs> I heard you uh, putting her on the spot about butts. <laughs> Oh, oh no! No, not we. we oh, I, no. I said before Did we the show. Did we scare her off already? I said, I said, I said before the show we were talking about butts, but we we're, were not going to talk about we that said right we're not now because do that we don't know what her comfort level is. We didn't do that on the air. We, we totally we didn't do it on the air. But it was already too much for her. We scared know, we, her. She is. No, she t- she took she took it well. I I okay, uh, good. I joked with her. Eh, give it a few shows, and then then once you're comfortable, you talk about all the butts you you want. And she <laughs> and she was like, um. That sounds good. I'm not quite quite ready to be that vulnerable just yet. Uh, yeah, but, she was like, <laughs> trying to walk away like at the beginning of the show, and we were like, "Hey, I thought you were gonna do it." We kind of peer pressured her. <laughs> yeah, I had what? mentioned before the show. I mentioned that right now, uh, I do have an entire Lionel train set in my ass. Yeah, he like really made it uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, but then I made it more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't know how to oh. handle that he had made it uncomfortable. So I was like, we're just going to continue making it uncomfortable. Like, I was I w- like, yeah. I would expect nothing less from the both of you. <laughs> I actually it's don't have fault. an entire... But you went along with it. I didn't know what to do in the situation, okay? He's a hard person to date, Francis. <laughs> I know he's not. He's not. But, but I think you brought the subject up. You were talking to someone no. else about like the size of the... Things that no, I whispered to you, I'm going to go have sex tonight. And then you started like randomly talking about some things in your ass very loudly to everybody. <laughs> that sounds more likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I whispered to you like really quietly. Nobody else heard like, oh, I think I'm going to have sex tonight. <laughs> I have. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I meet like, up with old, stuff. Let's talk about I, I meet, stuff. I meet up with an old friend and you don't want to put an expectation on of sex, but you want to like. I, I know who I am, and I know what happens to me when I meet up with people. 
<laughs> People used to say that I used to call sex like they they'd be like you never say you have sex you you always like sort of act like sex just happens to you and I'm like it does I don't plan it I just it just happens to me What do you You just go for it I just I just go for it yeah it's not it's not like I'm like victimized in having sex it's just like I just like don't really plan it and then it sex just happens it's just like it's just like I don't see it coming and it's just like oh there it is until you do who would win in a fight muck versus zuck it's very easy okay that's a very easy okay like please you know i don't like you zuckerberg but must's mom must's mom came in to say that he can't they can't can't have the fight no tell me no that really happened like no that legit that legit happened you can't even make this shit up i don't know what timeline we're living in but i don't like it <laughs> what you like, Elon? No, she she came up publicly. Like she 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 made her own. Articles. Elon is very pasty, very weak. Nah. I don't want him getting hurt nah. by this athlete. Nah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Like, I would like to see that fight. I would. I would like to it to be a gladiator till the end of till the death though. Thunderdome. <laughs> Got some great music for us. You, you ready for a song? Depends on what it is. Okay, so last <laughs> week, last week I played uh, I played uh, Rainbow Girl's "Son of a Preacher Man," and I started thinking oh, about yeah, that song so. and how much I love it. And I discovered huge in the UK a woman named Joss Stone. Have you heard of her? Yes, Joss, oh. Joss Stone was actually uh, fairly popular here in like the uh, early uh, the early two thousands. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I just learned about her. And she's got a few covers, and I hope that I picked the right one, because this one, if I pick the right one, has a real nice horn solo. Uh, it, it's just a different arrangement that I really like. But even even if it isn't that one, mm. this is going to fucking rock your socks off, because she's amazing. Yeah, I think this is it. It's got a little intro to it. En wel met de zangeres die al heel lang op het verlanglijstje van Night of the Proms staat. Dus hip, hip, hoera dat ze eindelijk van de partij is. Geef haar een warm welkom, Joss Stone.
Whew. Right? That, that was awesome. That's the version. That's the What's one that? with that with that fucking ass kicking horn solo in the middle <laughs> or towards the end, whatever. Son of a Preacher Man, originally popularized by Dusty Springfield, owned entirely these days, in my opinion, by Joss Stone, who mm. also does an amazing, like not many people can do a tribute to uh, Janis Joplin, but mm. yes. if you uh, get a chance, she did a duet with a country singer whose name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, Joss Stone um, just... Check, check, just, just check it out. Just, uh, what other, uh, what was the name of the, uh, what was the other cover she did? It was, uh, oh, Cry it, Baby. Uh, oh, Melissa Etheridge? Melissa Etheridge, yes. Which, when I listened to that, I was like... Wow, I I gotta listen to more fucking Melissa Etheridge. I'm gonna have to do that as well because there's a lot of lot of songs from Melissa Etheridge that like I did not uh, did not know was her, but then again I don't know a lot of Melissa Etheridge songs. And like to uh, to uh, Josh Stone's credit, Josh Stone in the 2000s like really like really like. Between her and um, Amy Winehouse, really helped usher in like a second soul, a uh, second soul revival for the UK. Okay. And like you, you like we usually think that the US is like the like the like purveyor of soul music, but UK's got soul too. Yeah, not when you hear someone oh, yeah. like Joss or yeah. someone like yeah. They have an impressive government as well. Think uh, you have you have uh, strong feelings about the uh, parliamentary government? Um, I just feel it's sort of um. I feel the UK has a dark history. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair to say. <laughs> yeah. I really love people like from from there, but. You know, I think it's there's definitely a dark history. Yeah, mm. you know, we've spoken about it on the air before. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. We started one show with uh, "God Save the Queen" by the <laughs> Sex Pistols. Yeah. <laughs> after the Queen died. Yeah, we were we were we were not like the nicest after the Queen died. Well, immediately after, I was after, like, pretty I was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was too soft on the Royals at first. You were, yeah, you were like being, you were like tributing her and I was like, please stop, please, please stop, please stop. And then I had to like educate you about what they did. I was like, well, I just want to really want to tell you what, what she has done in her life. And it was stuff that I knew, but I had, knew, I had but to be like, reminded of it. You had to be a little reminded. Like, and I was like, <laughs> I just want to like tell you about like where she's been, you know, and like right. this bitch has been around, I've been around. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. That was very sad for some people. <laughs> I mean, like, how, how long did the uh, tribute to the queen after she died last? For like a week and a half? Twelve years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exaggeration, one of the keys to comedy. Yes. <laughs> I don't have to exaggerate much. My stories are like work as you know that, that our we had this friend who like unfortunately died but he um he had like really wild stories and like everyone thought he exaggerated but then like as you get to know him more you realize he's maybe only exaggerating like 10 percent, and the rest is like actually you know him actually just going out and like beating up fascists and shit like that <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well to be fair like you've led an interesting life thus far so <laughs> far more interesting than mine <laughs> I know I'm unfortunately talking to a New York Times reporter and I'm like, I don't know what I've done to myself. I, <laughs> I, told, I told the New York Times reporter my whole life story. Okay. How do you feel about that? Are you nervous? A little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this person's going to write. But we're like, she's being like, you know, she wants to meet up. She's being very kind. Like she just, she, she was like, well, you said a lot of personal things. We're going to go to like coffee next week. Um... You know, it reminds me of something that my mother warned me about. She goes, don't ever say or write anything that you wouldn't want published in the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and fuck. Yeah, and is giving his whole life story. You're, you're getting ready trouble. to do just that. Exactly that. <laughs> I like, you know, I didn't know why they wanted me, but, but like, um, Steve, of all people, with all the backlash I've gotten from him, said that I'm New York famous. That was very sweet, kind of him. But Steve, like, where's this coming from? Because you like are pretty much like you're both my biggest supporter and my like and my biggest hater. Enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to share a stor- short story that I wrote recently. Would anyone mind? Ah, oh, I don't mind. It's very short. It's called Everybody Knows, but it's spelled the nose is spelled N O S E. Is this okay. about cocaine? No. Good. I don't know what it's about. It's water <laughs> under the bridge, said the nose to who knows. It's nothing to sneeze at, said who knows to the nose. Them's fighting words, said the nose. Who knows was clearly stronger and faster than the nose. So the nose started running and running and running until who knows got stuck in a pile of snot. That's some trick, said who knows to the nose, using weapons of ass destruction like that. Yes, siree, that's some trick. Hey, said the ass, that's not had nothing to do with my shit. Everyone was shocked when nobody showed up and did nothing because nobody always, nobody was always a total dick. I mean, everyone thought that nobody was always a total dick, but as it turns out, sometimes everyone is wrong. This is something the nose knew. When again he said, it's water under the bridge. But at least this time, nobody was there to listen. I would like to see that animated. Like while you literally, like while you were reading that, like just a very, very picture of everything you were, everything you were uh, reading kind of like popped into my head. And I, I really, one, I really like that, uh, really like that story. Thank you. Two. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of imagery there. Uh, um, interpreted in uh, in visual imagery. Do you do animation? I not terribly well, unfortunately. Sounds like the man for the job. Yeah, I also. I mean, some of the, some I of the also biggest... need you to mix me my song for my burlesque act. South oh, yeah. Park started with very crude. <laughs> South, I could like South do it, Park but I don't with... have a computer and. 
usually when I do it, I would have my friend just like edit after I did it. Oh, okay. And so I, the situation is, is Jess is not alive. <laughs> South Park started, <laughs> South Park and The Simpsons both started with extremely crude animation. So if you would like yep. to crudely animate and they that made it in story, a week. they made it in a week. And they made it in a week. Then, yeah. then I, I would be honored, even though you haven't offered that. But this is the song that leads into that short story or leads out of that short story. That the dice are loaded Everybody rolls With their fingers crossed Everybody knows The war is over Everybody knows The good guys lost Everybody knows The fight was fixed The poor stay poor The rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Everybody knows that the boat is leaking Everybody knows the captain lied Everybody got this broken feeling Like their father or their dog just died Everybody talking to their pockets Everybody wants Chocolates and the long stem rose. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that you love me, baby. Everybody knows that you really do. Everybody knows that you've been faithful. I'll give or take a night or two. Everybody knows you've been discreet But there were so many people you just had to meet Without your clothes And everybody knows Everybody knows Everybody knows That's how it goes
this shining artifact of the past Everybody knows the scene is dead But there's gonna be a meter on your bed That will disclose What everybody knows And everybody knows that you're in trouble Everybody knows what you've been through Cross on top of Calvary uh, to the beach of Malibu. Everybody knows it's coming upon. Take one last look at this sacred heart before it blows. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. Listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on contributions from listeners like you to keep us going. If you'd like to support Radio Free Brooklyn, you can make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org/donate. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, you can check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app. Available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, and more. Check out RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. Thank you, Calvin. No problem. <laughs> I came in with a little more than 40% this week. Yeah. I like that. Because I didn't know if I was going to be here alone. I called you and told you I was coming. But then I did did that last week. But then I texted you. (laughs) But then I texted you and I was like, I can't make it. And then I was like, I was like, oh, the trains aren't running. And they they said they they, they, my phone like fucking like lied to me. It was like saying all the trains were canceled. And I was like, this is this is New York City. All the trains are never canceled. And I was like, like, not all of them at the same time. I was like, what? (laughs) Unless there's a terrorist attack. And then, and even still, and even then, I was just gonna the, watch. To, like, I was just gonna walk eh. to the G. You know, like they they were saying the R and the N were canceled, but I was just gonna walk to the G. You made it. I made it. Thank you. And then it didn't take me that long, so I was here like a fucking hour early, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like gave it a lot of time, and then I was like, "Fuck." Uh, folks, 
if you see ads on Instagram for Bed Bath and Beyond with products that are impossible, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I had just woken up, so I you you kind of got me at a bad time, but I still got it together to be like that's a scam. I, uh, I called the credit card company. I have to wait 24 hours and call them again. I might have to have that card canceled. I never fall for this shit. I know. But today I did. I got greedy and stupid. He was like, we, he's like, it's a, it's a table for $7. I was like, no way, babe. After I yeah. had, it was like, it was literally like 10 minutes after I placed the order. I was like, holy fuck. Shipping this cast iron grill would cost more than I just allegedly paid for it. Yeah. And then I looked into it a little further and it, and it was like scam alert, scam alert, scam alert. Uh, I called the credit card. They're like, you have to wait until the. I'm like, you can't just block the charge. They're like, no, we have to wait until it goes through and then you can contest it. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, what's going to stop them from continuing to charge? So it's going to be. So yeah, my, my option is. My options are. I'm not going to pay for this shit. Tell them someone stole your card. That's what I do. Tell them, yeah, but then I have to get it replaced, which I You're really, going to have to get it replaced anyway. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Probably. Who has dealt um, with this shit? Um, I've been I've been the victim of a, a credit card fraud uh, five times. Five like my, times. Okay. Like my card's been stolen at, at least four times. So I've had to had to get that card replaced every single time. Okay. So you may need to get that card replaced. All right. Well, so all right. So the all so the places they might where there are automatic, they might keep using. That's there. my concern. Yeah. Like, it's not the concern for this one charge. That's like okay. That I, I have paid more. You need a new number. You need like a new card lessons. number. That's what I do to be safe. Like every time something gets fucking compromised, I get a new number and I just wait and can't use the card until like I like and even with my debit cards where you need really need your debit card. I, like every time something's compromised, I I get a new number. Well, anyway. It was, it was a lesson learned that hopefully won't cost me much because I called I told the credit you, card. And I had just woken up and I company. still got it together to be like, babe, this is not real. I was like, because I was like, because Gary and I ordered a bunch of coats once and like these leather coats that were like $5 each. And like that didn't happen. Yeah. See, what, what, what fucked me up is because I knew that Bed Bath & Beyond has, is folding. Right. And that they are. That's offering why they're doing the scam, though. Why? Yeah, they they it are was, offering amazing discounts. It's yeah. the perfect cover. Facebook almost and, put me live. And and uh, and and you know Instagram. <sighs> you'd you'd think that enough people would report them that that shit would be down. You know that's what that's what my thinking was. Like for some reason, I fucking trusted. Fucking don't trust Instagram. Don't trust fucking. Don't trust these people who are going to do a cage fight. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> they, they, all they want to sell, sell me is a fucking like schizophrenia fucking um, trials. They always want to put me in a schizophrenia trial. And like my my friend last night who works at my doctor's office, he was like, "They will freak your doctors will freak out if you do a study, because like, they'll take you off your meds and put you on new meds and stuff." Like he's like, "It's like you are not allowed to do a study. You have like severe mental illness." He was like, "He's seen my chart and shit." This guy, you know what I mean? Because he works there, and he's like, "You, you cannot do a study." Like, don't ever do that. And I was like, they pay you. Sometimes they're willing to pay me like $10,000, but I'm like, what are they going to do to me to give me $10,000? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, damn, $10,000 sounds like a lot of money you're just throwing out. Like, <laughs> There's a new documentary that I think we might be interested in. It is called Your Fat Friend, and the documentary is done by 
Jeannie Finley, and it's starring Aubrey Gordon, who is a person who says, just say fat, just say fat. And Aubrey Gordon, I have found... That is just a descriptor. Checking out her writings, she really does a tremendously good job at uh, presenting the challenges in her world. Um, and and it, it, it has... Uh, it's something that we've brought up on the show in the past. I'm interested in this documentary. And just reading some of her articles, I have been uh, observing some people in my neighborhood that are extremely fat and just watching how difficult things are that are, would be just getting, getting into a taxi as an example. I I was watching someone and uh, it's, it's, I, I just, I just think that we are a society that, that turns our back on, on fat people. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope, you're not. Oh, wrong. we absolutely do, and it's a and it's mostly a genetic thing. It's mostly genetics. Like people's body size is mostly genetics. It's really not mostly what you're eating. It's really mostly genetics. What you hear time and time again when when fat people talk about their struggles is, well, you know, it's your fault. Yeah, and a lot of them are like anorexia. There's like there's a lot of atypical anorexia where people are like literally not eating at all, and they're still fat because that's just their body size, and um, they and they uh, die of it sometimes of, of atypical anorexia. Yeah, there are it's medications that people take that keep them alive that also unfortunately lend themselves towards uh, weight gain. Uh, there, there are there are people <laughs> who have uh, become diabetic it? then. <laughs> Is it is it the thyroid also? No, I said I'm on those. Like my med- my mental health meds are supposed to make me like a lot of people get very heavy on mental health meds um, and the types of med and, and the, especially in the amount I'm on. Most people gain a lot of weight. Like I've gained some weight, but not like as much as most people. Like um, but like um, most people gain a lot of weight on the meds I'm on. And uh, it, it's difficult for me even to to start using the word fat. Uh, but. I'm listening to this person, Aubrey, who says it's more insulting when you're dancing around it. Yeah, it's just a descriptor. That's what my therapist said to me the other day when I was like writing all these words about about myself, and he was like, "Well, it's just like it's not the it's not that your voices are saying these words because these are just descriptors, you know. But the thing is, is like it's the way your voices are saying them to you." You know, if you're like insulting yourself with, the, with these words, then like schizo and fat and things like that. I was writing around a picture that I drew myself or something. And he was just like, these are just scripters, but it's not, you know, like it's just scripture should be used. And there's, um, I think obese is a term that people no longer want to be used because it has been villainized to like kill people because like the medical field has like killed people over being obese, quote unquote, because then they refuse to treat them after they become obese. What I've read about fat people going into the medical, into how much they avoid doctors because that's doctors will always tell them, well, just lose weight, just lose weight. And they won't search for, like I said, a thyroid, a thyroid problem. problem. Yeah, they they won't they won't they they just automatically assume that the person in their office is eating too much and 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 not moving around enough, which is just often not the case. Yeah, yeah. I, I read this one doctor said if I locked you in a room right now, you would lose a lot of weight. Interesting. Mm. 
my nutritionist is like a person of size. Um, that's another term people like, some people like to use instead of um, fat. Um, but I, I do agree with fat. I don't uh, obese should not be used anymore because it's really like been like used to like um, attack people and to like um, it, like to not get people the care they need. You know, and it's like this. The BMI is like an atrocious thing that we've done here, and like we have to like erase this. We ha- oh, it was made by BMI. Nazis. It was made by Nazis. Okay, and Nazis, and this was just white men they used as a population. They just used soldiers. They just used Nazis. They just used Nazis to, to make the BMI. So like if that's I, what we're all following. The fucking Nazis. If I followed my BMI, I am technically obese. I remember you mentioned that i think last time we were at cold spring have you had any backlash from doctors at all no that's good yeah because it's like because most doctors are starting to get the program get with get with the program but it's like it's they're starting to because bmi has been like widely missed like it's been why like it's just that was a failed thing that happened that's failed you know um like i think and they they actually I'm, I started to learn about like me- medical coding and like when you get more money for a patient and like I have five different codes that you get more money f- to see me because like I'm schizo. There's different things where it just automatically costs more to see this patient over the years. So you, th- when you see them, you get more when you p- charge the insurance and obesity is not one of those things. You do not like, so there's actually no signs that obesity causes more morbid obesity. Yes, but not, not, not obesity. Obesity is like basically not like shouldn't be a dirty word because there's nothing it, it causes no health problems at this point. Didn't you tell no me health problems, zero? There's a zero percent chance you have any more health problems for being obese than being underweight or, or underweight actually. Underweight, you have more health more, problems. More, you have more underweights and more health problems. Yeah, underweights more health problems from being um, normal weight. Normal weight and obese have the same amount of health problems. Um, morbid obesity does have more health problems, but um. You know, that might be like the person might be morbidly obese because they have health problems. It's, you know, that's like what came first, the chicken Mm -hmm. or the egg, you know, and we really just need to like do a lot more research than has been done. And it's like really, but yeah, like, you know, and and then I'm not, you know, like as judged for actually I am as judged probably for being schizophrenic as, as a fat person. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say who's more judged. But being fat or being schizophrenic, I don't know. They're both pretty judged. And and in either case, we need less judgment and more understanding and compassion. Yep. My opinion. That's honestly what we really need, just compassion. Compassion, understanding. Like, we are all, like, we all go through shit, but we don't, like, we don't have to give each other shit about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, being underweight actually causes a lot of health problems. And I am. I know that it happened to me. Yes, I had a period where I was dangerously underweight. My I also had a period when I was overweight, and and it was more of a scare when it was under. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, me. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to uh, lose weight right now. Not sure if you notice. I actually have actually have a heart monitor on right now. Do you? Yep. I see. And what is that for? Um. In a, the end of twenty twenty one, I was in a hospital for uh, atrial fibrillation, and unfortunately, if you if you if you experience it once, you're going to experience it again. So my uh, a doctor being concerned about my heart and my heart and being diabetic and like all the other health issues I have. Uh, recommended that I uh, 
uh, wear this heart monitor for for three weeks. It's been about a week and a half already, and it's kind of cool, even though it's itchy as all hell. Like it's <laughs> like it's, like you you wear it and you have a, a cell phone that monitors that uh, grabs all the information from the heart monitor while you wear it, which is really cool. But like, I feel weird because I feel like I I'm. I'm walking around with a trap phone or something. <laughs> 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 but um, at the end of the uh, three weeks, we're gonna send the uh, send the monitor back. They're gonna um, read it and uh, see where to go from here. But like my my heart health is very important, especially because I have family history of heart disease. Uh, both my dad and my grandfather. Uh, Dropped dead from massive heart attacks. So yeah, yeah. My dad had a massive stroke at fifty-seven, and it's a very young stroke. So I, you know, I'm under watch as well. And you were watching me when I was fifty-seven, real close. I know that year. It was like it was like it was like a fucking like, babe. Maybe not. Maybe slow down. <laughs> hey, it came from a place of love. <laughs> Well, you did do $200 of cocaine to your face hey. one day. <laughs> In like 10 minutes. <laughs> In that year. I was like, you're trying to fucking kill me with a heart attack now. <laughs> and I had to leave you to go to work. That was terrible. I was like, shit. <laughs> that was just a joke. So we yeah. got uh, seven minutes left to the show. I do have one more song. I'll save it for the end. I can't believe how quickly this goes. And um, uh, I do want to ask what you guys have been getting into, music and books and film-wise, anything that you've been turned on to you might want to recommend for folks? Um, trying, to, trying to think about music. Like, I've... Like I've been like doing a lot of DJ stuff lately, but I can't really can't really like recommend any music in particular. Like I'm just kind of discover like discovering music left and right, and just really really trying my best to like take it all in as I as I uh, build my uh, DJ repertoire. And, but that's that itself has been kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been like I said. Been really getting into Joss Stone. She's amazing. Uh, I I had no idea. It's amazing, like how big a person can be, and yet not a lot of people have heard of him. Does that make any yeah. sense? Do you know what I'm yep. what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. Yep. Uh, had you heard of Joss Stone? Mm-hmm. You had. Okay. So it's amazing how big a person can be, and I've never heard We've of him. <laughs> Um, I've been reading Healing the Shame That Binds You. It's a little boring, but um, it does have some good information. What's in it, it called again? Healing the Shame That Binds You. Healing the Shame That Binds You. What's that about? Um, it's about like toxic shame and how that like causes like mental illness. And, um, um, you know, shame is obviously useful, but it's we, like we're the only like apparently like animals don't really feel shame. 
And it's like the only thing that's that not true. You ever see a dog after they take a shit on the carpet? They said and they, that they don't feel they, 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 they said they don't feel like toxic shame in that same way where they feel it like about their entity. And Bullshit. Like, like they might feel shame like for a moment, but they don't feel it about like their own themselves usually. Bullshit. Like exist- <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so maybe like this book is wrong. The New York Times likes it, but but again, we, the New York Times is not God. But it they, sounds like a good book, but you tell me a dog that shits the uh, carpet uh, doesn't feel shame. You've never looked yeah. into their eyes when they run into the fucking, when they put themselves in timeout. <laughs> yeah, true. They do put themselves in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Those, those, those really sad eyes. Like, uh, I know. <laughs> well, that's why we don't eat dogs. Yeah, my dog, uh, my, my dog, Remy. Uh, do, do they eat dogs in Asia? I don't know. There is a rumor that they do, they do. but I don't yeah. know if that's true or not. But uh, uh, yeah, my dog Remy. There was. I remember one. I, he was never struck. If he was ever punished, it was time out in the bathroom. And there was one time I was like really fucking hungover. Well, more than one time, but I didn't get him out on his walk nearly in time, and he pissed on the floor. And I was like. It's not your fault. This is my fault. But he like walked into the bathroom, put himself into timeout. Oh, <laughs> poor baby. And I was like, no, this is on. This is on me. Yeah, that was definitely your fault. That's totally my fault. Yeah. But dogs do feel shame. So we got to end this show. And it is summertime. Uh, one of the things I'm doing for summer is uh, speaking of reading and, and, and writing. Uh, I'm getting away from screens a little bit. Uh, you might have noticed last time you were over, as soon as you came over, I turned off the television, didn't have that distraction. If you were on your phone, I started reading a book that I had next. It's more reading, and I hope to make that more a part of my life. But anyway, we got to wrap things up. I've been doing Audible because my eyes are going. Oh, babe, I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, for making it. I know it's not easy for you. I, I, I made it just fine. And Calvin, <laughs> always great to have you here. Glad um, to be here. Uh, happy birthday. Ah, thank you. Belated. Uh, and How was your steak? Oh, God, the steak was amazing. Uh, boy, I, uh, I um, got, before I uh, went home from, uh, from work on uh, Thursday, I picked up, uh, picked up a, a nice pack of really, really nice thick, juicy steaks, and mom cooked them, made me a very nice dinner, and... I made it through half the steak before I passed the fuck out. Sounds it was perfect. amazing. Sounds <laughs> fucking perfect. Coming up next on Radio Free Brooklyn, The Circuit with Courtney Love. And uh, enjoy. Summer is here. Woo. Have some fun and show yourself some love. Show some love to others. It's important. And you know that it is.
philosophy.